0: If you're ready to believe in yourself and take action, you're in the right place. Let's go. Hello and welcome to Next Level Leaders Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here today. This is the first episode of the new year and I couldn't be more excited. I hope you all had a safe and happy new year. For us, we typically go out every other year or every couple of years and this year we ended up doing a pajama party with some of our friends so it was a game night pajama party and it was great we were able to bring both of our daughters over put them to bed in different rooms and be able to have some fun with playing some games so it was a lot of fun ringing in the new year in my comfy pajamas couldn't have been better So I hope you had a safe and happy new year as well. And today we are going to be talking about words. So if you haven't been theming your years with words, I think that this is a great year to start. I have been doing this for a couple of years. I will share what my previous words were for the past couple of years and what I want my 2020 words to be. In 2018, I decided on the word change. Towards the end of 2017 was when I had my first daughter, Penelope. I knew that that was going to lead into a lot of change into 2018, so it was a pretty easy word for me to choose. So for 2018, the word was change. We had, like I said, welcomed a new baby in 2017. I was trying to determine after my maternity leave if it was going to make sense for me to come back in a part-time kind of more of a project management role where the company I was working for really needed some help on laying the foundation for some different programs and procedures and whatnot that they needed to have done. So I thought I could work from home on a project basis because obviously I was going to be on and off the clock due to having a newborn at home. I knew I wasn't going to be able to work full-time hours while also at home with a newborn. However, they decided that that was not going to work for them. They were not typically the type that understood that you could still get work done while being at home with a child. It is a lot of work, but it can definitely be done and Props to all the moms out there who are working from home because it is not necessarily very easy. Even with a schedule and everything like that with your kids behaving pretty well, it is still a challenge. So again, hats off to all of the working moms from home. When I wasn't going to be going back to that company, I started working at a company called Top Golf. If you aren't familiar, they have been pretty popular lately, but it's essentially a building that has tiers where you golf out into the field and they have chips inside the balls so you can know exactly where your ball landed, how far it went and whatnot and is a super fun time. They've got great food, great drinks, and i was a bay host there so i've had a lot of experience with call centers as well as in the serving industry i've been a waitress or hostess for many years so working at top golf was so much fun i started there when my daughter was right about 2 months old And the shifts were kind of crazy because you'd come in at 4.45 and then I likely wouldn't be leaving until closer to midnight or when they had extended hours. It was closer to 2 a.m. when I was actually getting home. So when I'd get home, I would have to decide if I was going to try to get some sleep or if I was going to nurse my daughter and so that led to a lot of sleepless nights but we made it work during that time as well when i started working at topgolf i connected with my old boss uh, who i previously worked for it wasn't his decision for me to not continue working for that company and he had reached out letting me know that there was another opportunity that was available that one of his contacts was looking for someone to run their customer service team and efforts. So I met with the CEO's wife. They had moved to Utah from New York and this is where their family is from, is here in Utah, and they wanted to continue growing their business out of Utah. So I met with the CEO's wife and talked to her about what she's doing for the company and if that made sense for me and if I could help. And I let her know that's exactly what I can help with. That's what I've done for years in the past. It was a little bit of a different approach because I hadn't worked in a retail type environment where I would be managing a retail store potentially versus managing team members who had taken inbound calls. That's that's most of my background. After meeting with her, again, that was in February as well. I think it was mid-February when I started there. So I was working both positions, again Top Golf at night at about 4:45 I think I had four shifts per week. I think the minimum was 3. So I was working 3 to 4 shifts per week at Top Golf and then also putting in probably closer to 20 hours or a little bit less at this luxury leather goods company as well. I don't know how I did it looking back or at least thinking back of how I did it because it seems like I probably got no sleep while I was doing that, but it was a lot of fun working at Top Golf, staying active and getting more interaction with people. And then working with the luxury leather goods company, I was able to create new processes and really own and create what it was going to look like for the customer service experience. The CEO of the company wanted me to work solely for his company instead of working so many hours at Topgolf so I started transitioning to work closer to full-time from home again there was no retail store just yet so I worked mostly from home sometimes I'd go up to the home office I guess the house that they were staying in where a few other people worked out of so I would go up there every once in a while but again mostly worked from home until about august august was when we opened our first storefront here in utah at a popular outdoor mall and then from august onward is when i was working a lot inside the mall store and managing the team as well as all of the online customer support interactions again lots of change with 2018 starting new jobs ending jobs, as well as helping to open the storefront. So I felt like 2018 was constant movement, lots of stuff going on, but I had a lot of fun. I felt really challenged, which was nice. And I felt that the word change really summed up what 2018 was for me in retrospect as well. In 2019, my word was growth. It was towards the end of 2018 when I realized that I wasn't being fully fulfilled. I enjoyed what I was doing. I felt challenged for most of the year, like I had just mentioned, but just because I was good at what I was doing doesn't mean that it felt extremely fulfilling. When I started reflecting on what I wanted to do, what other options were out there for me, I knew if I moved to another company where I was a customer service manager, which is the common title of what I had been doing for so long, I knew there wasn't a lot of room for growth in the sense that I didn't want to become a director or a senior manager or any of the higher titles because I felt like that was taking me more away from interacting with my direct reports and interacting with customers as well. So I didn't want the growth that was potentially there. So I thought on what I could do that would be fulfilling and challenging and extremely out of my comfort zone. And that's when I decided to work towards my own coaching business, helping women get promoted at work. It's what I had done for all the years in my career. As I was learning and growing along the way, I was using all the knowledge that I was using all of the knowledge and struggles that I had gone through and helped other women through those or to prepare for things in advance so that they didn't have to face the struggles and the hurdles that I faced. And I felt so much passion and fulfillment in that. And of course it's not something I ever got paid for, but it was something I wanted to do to help women and kind of pay it forward. So now I've decided to do something that was going to be more of like a full time gig and helping women in the workplace really stand out and I loved that in 2019 it seemed more prevalent of trying to give more women opportunities and helping women stand out in the workplace as well so it was a really good transition there. I was really good at my job like I said I was great at almost everything that I was doing in my position when I was working for the luxury leather goods company But again, I just didn't have the passion anymore, so that's when I decided I had to do something a little bit different and start working towards the coaching business. So I hired a business coach in January and worked with her for 12 weeks, and she helped me set an outline and start getting more serious about my goals. We had check-ins weekly. It was a group coaching program, so I was able to see other women and where they were at in their business, and it was comforting to hear other people having their own struggles as well because when we think about our struggles we think we're so alone and isolated but it was really nice to hear what everyone else was going through and learning from what they were being coached on as well so it helped me get more serious about my coaching program and who I was going to offer to who were my target audience who was my ideal client all of that good stuff then I found out I was pregnant about halfway through my coaching program. And that changed a lot of things. The word growth transitioned a little bit for me because it didn't necessarily mean that I was going to have the amount of growth I was hoping for in my business, but it was the growth that I have always wanted, which was growing my family. And me and my husband had been recently trying to get pregnant, but with Penelope, we tried to get pregnant for over three years and didn't have success and had to go to some other measures, which I mentioned in my story. So I wasn't sure when exactly I would get pregnant when we started trying again, and it was a lot quicker than I had ever anticipated. So 2019 turned out to be an amazing year because of that, and it helped transition the word of growth from my business to really focusing on my family. I still wanted to make sure that I was being serious about growing my audience and growing my reputation. So I've been posting helpful content throughout the year and not necessarily offering a lot of coaching programs or anything like that. It was more getting my feet wet, helping women on a more of a, an exchange basis of helping grow my testimonials and helping women kind of test out my content to get my feet wet and see how it was helping and I have been pleasantly surprised at how well the women are doing who I have been helping in such a short amount of time. I thought that my program might need to be longer or more drawn out or whatever the case was but I have been so impressed by the women that I've worked with who are seeing so much growth and change and improvement in such a short period of time. So it has helped prove to me that it is something that is worth putting out there and that women in the workplace need it. So it helps give me that reassurance and that confidence as well. And then seeing them also learn and grow is so rewarding to me and obviously very beneficial in their own careers. So that's been so that's been really helpful. And I also launched my podcast in early August. If you've been a listener, short term, long term, I appreciate you being here. It has been a lot of fun. This is not my forte. It's not something that I can easily hop on and do a podcast. So this is something that's a little bit out of my comfort zone. I don't know why, but live videos or videos over on Instagram are so much easier for me than talking into a microphone. I thought it would be completely opposite, which has surprised me in the last few months uh, or so since I've had the podcast, but I still love putting out the content for anyone who prefers to listen instead of seeing my face and listening as well. But you can always go over to Instagram and press play on my different videos on IGTV. You don't have to watch me if it's easier just to listen while you work as well. But you might see a difference in how I speak because of... The fact that I'm just more comfortable, I guess, on camera and speaking versus over here on my podcast, speaking into a mic. So yeah, that's for my podcast. And then we welcomed our second daughter in October of this year. So I was so excited to have an October baby. It's something that we had joked about for a few years, wanting an October baby, And we ended up having an October 11th baby. She is so perfect. Her name is Charlotte and we just love her so much. 2019 for growth has also been interesting because growing a business while also working full time while also pregnant was a lot of work and it took intentional action to make sure that I was getting things done. So I think a lot of things that have happened to me along the way and especially 2019 not necessarily working out to the degree that i was intending it to i was hoping to have my coaching program be launched and have multiple women already going through my coaching programs and working with different businesses who wanted to have my program for their team members and all that good stuff but that is not what happened And I need to be okay with it. I need to understand that working full time, like I said, and also being pregnant and dealing with the changes of my body and my endurance and abilities at the time, I have to give myself a little bit of grace. I am an Enneagram three, which is an achiever. So I am constantly wanting to go, go, go and do all the things. And I can get a little bit burnt out because I do try to take on a little bit too much sometimes. So in retrospect, looking back, I am impressed at what I've done in the sense of being able to work full time and still be able to put content out on Instagram so frequently or over on LinkedIn or over on Facebook and trying to keep things different and unique instead of sharing the same content to every single platform. I try to change it up a little bit for those who are following me on all areas so that it doesn't look like it's a copy paste to each area. So yeah, 2019 has been crazy and so much fun, so much learning, so much growing again in all the different ways that I never anticipated, but it's a perfect word that summed up 2019. It's so weird to say that 2019 is over. I'm probably going to mess that up quite a few times in the next couple of months. Uh, so in 2020, oh my gosh, it's so crazy. My words, I decided on two of them. I could not narrow it down because of the first word is seems a little bit negative so i wanted to make sure that there was also positivity in that as well and you'll understand why here in just a second but i wanted to have a couple of words that i could come back to in times of struggle and growth and change everything that's kind of summed up the last few years and that's why i think it's helpful for you to have a word or words or a phrase you don't want to get too crazy with it where it's going to be super difficult to remember or too hard to apply or a little too broad some words i've seen are extremely broad uh, but if you can kind of narrow it down as to what that means so if your word is happy you know can you drive that down just one more level and explain what exactly is happy to you Uh, so that you can make sure that when you are living your day-to-day or reflecting monthly, that that phrase or that word is what you are living by. I think it's so helpful to have a word or a phrase that you go by for the year because goals and plans change so often. As you can see for 2019, case in point, my word was growth. And if I had had certain goals of growing my business by X amount or doing this by this date or launching this program by this time, or having this many women get to this point of their career growth. I would have been on paper a failure because none of those goals were specifically met in that order. So that is why I think having a word or a phrase is so much more helpful Because especially as women, we are so much harder on ourselves and we try to do so much, which is why I love working with women and helping them in all the different areas of coaching that I offer because it is so necessary and women need to be more confident in themselves and what they have to offer. So again, words, phrases, versus specific goals of course i still set goals and have certain numbers that i want to hit but those are different targets where i am pushing myself but as long as i'm falling back to the word of growth and seeing the growth in the struggles in the failures in the successes that is what i want you to come back to so whatever your word is think about it and uh, and apply it so if you are planning goals do those goals fall back to what your word is and if you do or don't hit your goals are you able to see what that word means in both of those directions to positively impact your year okay so that's why i've been bigger again on the words than specific goals because people may spend all of today which is new year's day on writing down some goals and then the first pitfall or the first struggle that's when people decide oh crap i can't do this why did i set that goal i don't know why i did this i'm just not even gonna try it was worth a shot now i'm giving up right so many people do that going to the gym or with eating healthier or whatever it may be at the first sign of trouble, we stop and go back to what we were normally doing because again, that's where we were comfortable and our brain doesn't like to change and be challenged. It really just wants to do what it's used to doing and what's normal to you and your routine. So changing that up can be a little bit scary, Because your brain wants to do the default and stay in that level of comfort without going somewhere that is kind of like out of that comfort zone and scary or threatening or anything like that. So that leads me to my words of 2020, which are discomfort and abundance. So I plan to do more things out of my comfort zone. And whenever I start to have feelings of self-doubt, I will go back to the thought of abundance, that there is room for me and I will have a great year. So far, I have planned to attend a women's retreat in the next couple of weeks. It's a weekend stay uh, as well as speaking at a conference in June. So those are things that are out of my comfort zone. I don't know anyone going to the retreat and you better bet that I haven't spoke at a large conference so there's a lot to plan and prepare for in the next six months to help me really get ready for speaking at a conference and then of course it's always a little nerve-wracking meeting new people but if I don't get out of my comfort zone I'm never going to see that growth that I really want and that I need in order for me to help more women in the workplace because I need to meet new people and other people.